please take us through some of the key findings of this report and tell us more about the inequalities that the report highlights. All right. Um, as you've mentioned, um, one of the glaring inequalities is, um, you know, the, the way that it's racialized and the way that it's gendered in the sense that um, the report has found that black women suffer the most from inequality in our country and particularly in comparison to white males. Um, and then also another thing that um, the report has found that highlights is the fact that most people's income and wealth levels are determined at birth. So if you don't have the right start in life, adequate shelter, access to education, um, access to proper health care, then most likely you are end up to you are, then you're most likely to end up living in poverty. So there's kind of a generational burden when it comes to poverty and inequality that continues to persist. And I think that's one of the reasons why South Africa continues to be one of the the most unequal societies in the world. And also another thing that the report has done is to highlight the issue of unpaid care work. So that is the work that is done um, in households, childcare, um, domestic responsibilities that enable people to be able to partake in the formal economy, if you would say. Mm-hmm. So, and in the report, we found that um, unpaid care work is estimated to be at about 14% of our GDP, and that is about 51 billion annually. Mm-hmm. And this work is mostly done by black women. And if this work was not done, then the economy would not function in the way that it, it functions, and it continues to be overlooked. And the people who do it aren't recognized for doing it and are underpaid or mm-hmm. not paid at all for doing it. Now, the fact that black women in South Africa is at the bottom of the labor market and overall in the economy is not a new phenomenon. But yes. are they being left further behind? And is that gap widening with time? Um, the gap is widening, um, the inequality gap, because every year and even um, Besides the research that we've done, um, every year when there reports released on inequality in South Africa, um, it continues to grow. Even with the poverty statistics, I think there was a report that was launched about three years ago um, by StatsSA that was looking at poverty in South Africa. Um, poverty had grown, and the people who were most affected by poverty were black women. Um, so it's it's the same... So inequality and poverty are two sides of the same coin. So we kind of see the same thing um, playing out. And it's because um, the system isn't built to cater or to actually reduce um, the poverty and and, and inequality gaps for these particular groups of people. Mm -hmm. Now, we're asking our listeners this morning, I'd like to ask you, what do you think are some of the biggest driving factors then behind these inequalities? Come again. What are the biggest drivers or the factors behind these inequalities that we see here in South Africa relating okay. to black women? Oh, okay. So some of the biggest <clears throat> drivers is the fact that um, one, as I said earlier, if you aren't, if you don't have access um, to socioeconomic access to things like proper education, um, proper health care, and adequate shelter you will most likely end up poor. Mm -hmm. So if you are born poor, you most likely end up poor. (laughs) If there aren't enough social protection mechanisms to ensure or to enable you to be able to um, 
move away from poverty and inequality, then you'll be stuck in a trap. And most of these things are systematic. We don't have adequate um, we don't have adequate policies that address this. We don't have gender responsive budgeting, for instance. We don't have adequate universal basic income, so universal social protection that would enable people to be able to sort of have um, the means or the, re- or the resources to lift themselves out of poverty. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, you know, political um, and state capture, things yeah. that um, steal away resources from, mm-hmm. from, from the national budget and the country's resources. So it's it's in a combination of things, and I think above and beyond, we we have policies that fail mm-hmm. to specifically recognize um, the the intersectionalities yes. um, of poverty and inequality so, in South Africa. So, what are then some of the recommendations coming out of the report, and and how should they be implemented? So some of some of the um, recommend, recommendations coming out of the report would be one to have um, a living and a minimum wage, and also to have. And what is that amount of that minimum wage? And sorry, uh, the minimum wage. What is that amount? Because we got not, a current not, one. Not a not a not a minimum wage. Um, a living wage. A living wage. So the the jury is still out on what exactly a living wage would be. So. Um, I think sorry, the specific <laughs> number is in the report. It's just too early in the morning for me to go through it. No, it's fine. But, but having a living wage, and also more importantly, um, to have a cap on on maximum incomes, because what you'll find is that the highest paid employee or highest paid CEO in a company will be making as much as like one person makes in a whole year in a month, mm. right? So you see kind of the disparities and the gaps between that. So we need to be able to cap maximum incomes in order to ensure that there's even a level um, distribution. And we need to also have, as I alluded to before, um, gender responsive budgeting. So we need to be able to, when the budgeting is done, it needs to be able to respond and cater to um, specifically certain groups of people to ensure that um, not that the resources are distributed equally, but they're distributed equitably as well. All right. right? And also, as I mentioned, I think social protection is a big thing. Um, so we would recommend the universal basic income, amongst other things. So, I mean, I think COVID has shown us, I think, the importance of social protection. Many um, um, organizations, particularly in civil society, have been calling for, you know, comprehensive social protection because in South Africa there's a gap. Between 18 and 59 years old, you're not covered by any sort of social security um, mechanism in the country. Mm-hmm. So, and social protection has been proven, particularly in Nordic countries, has been proven to effectively work and work towards reducing inequality and poverty and actually boosting the overall um, GDP of countries because it, en- it enables more people to be able to participate in economic activity. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your contribution. That was Vuyukazi Fuchani, the Project Officer for Economic Justice at Oxfam.